Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another Material Monday episode of Shelf Aware. I'm Anna. And I'm Em. This week, we are on book two of His Dark Materials. I didn't call it the Golden Compass series by Philip Pullman. You've done uh, it. <laughs> The Subtle Knife. This is the second book in the series. I've told yes. you that. It's yes. the second of three. So It was it's written also... by Philip Pullman, and it is not the Golden Compass series. <laughs> Correct. It is the penultimate book as well, because there are only <laughs> three books in the series. A trilogy, one might say. Uh, Anna, what do you think? Um, I liked this a lot. <laughs> hmm. You didn't. It had your girl, Serafina Pakala Olive in it, which is it very funny did. for younger M. Yes, I, I was going to bring this up because younger M, I said, I started reading this book and gave up because Serafina Piccola wasn't in it. She's literally in chapter two. I must have given up two. a lot earlier than I thought because she's <laughs> literally chapter two. Um, literally. There was some stuff I liked about this book over the other one, such as more female characters who were like characters. Yes. Um, that was great. However, overall, I think I prefer the first one. Mm. I do really enjoy Lyra, Lyra's, fuck. I listened to the audiobook this time. We did have one of my listeners on Twitter. It was like, you should listen to the audiobook because it's fully casted and like Philip Pullman reads it. So he did. I was listening to it though as on fast feed as I do because I'm not uh-huh. going to sit here for eight to 11 hours to listen to an audiobook. Um, and <laughs> I still don't know how their names are pronounced. So thank you for the hot tip. I did employ it. It was very useful. But also not. <laughs> That's on me. That's entirely on me. Uh, Lyra, um, I do enjoy her world so much. And I do think it's a little unfair that, like, the first book is entirely that world. And then, like, we're supposed to just get used to all of this world hopping and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then old. it sounds like maybe the third book is going to another world altogether for, like, the showdown. So it's like, I don't know. All that world building and for what? <laughs> I also just felt like, I don't know, it was hard for me to get on board with Will Mm. as a main character because he kind of wasn't in the first book. And I was like, what did you do? What did you do to deserve to be here, Will? Um, That's true. I also felt like this one was really leaning into the, I mean, like, obviously we get the kind of resolution of the witch's prophecy and all of that. Mm -hmm. Not the resolution, but the revelation, I guess. But it's very much leaning into the special special child chosen one sort of thing which I had as discussed I'm not a big fan of and I feel like it's going to be more of that in book three so yeah I don't know this is like the 90s so yeah can't really say at this point in young adult literature like oh so over it like you know at the time like now yes we can because it's saturated but um yes yeah no I agree I think this mystery surrounding Lyra and her role in whatever is going to be happening that all the adults are in a tizzy about like it's just kind of like perfect girl doing mm-hmm. things perfectly even though she can't know that she's doing things perfectly you know it's just like she stumbles into one happy accident after another even though it does seem like a lot of shit is happening to her which it is like terrible things are happening to her but only to her benefit <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I I think that that's implot like it, it'll be interesting to see how this series wraps up because I feel yeah. like so much of it is like everything is somewhat faded right like it doesn't seem like the characters are necessarily making choices as much mm-hmm. as they are being influenced by the dust or the shadows or the angels or whatever you want to call them you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um 
So I feel like there's kind of that where I'm kind of like, I know that's sort of the point of like Lyra's going to destroy fate. So obviously fate has to exist now, Mm -hmm. but it does great a little bit where I'm just like, well, that was convenient. (laughs) Like every five seconds, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not to say that I didn't like the book. I think it was a good book. I overall liked it. I'm just, you know, nitpicking as I always do. I think I think that reading rereading this book again like kind of cements this idea of like the first the second and third books are like a duology and then mm-hmm. Golden Compass is the prequel where you learn how Lyra yes. got here. Lyra yes. got here. Um so yeah, yeah. I I see what you mean like to throw Will who is presumably going to be a very important person in the in the final volume of the series like to just throw him in here at the beginning of the second book be like okay i mean it's it's, it's an interesting yeah like it's an interesting move to be sure yeah and i you know other long-running fantasy series do this as well it's not like pullman's the only one who adds an mc that's not in the first book it's just mm-hmm. i don't know it was kind of like lyra kind of gets pushed back yeah which is yeah. not really what i wanted Right. Yes. I Mm -hmm. think that's kind of my main. I felt like this was much more of an ensemble piece, which I wasn't prepared for versus Mm -hmm. the first book, which like occasionally it goes into other perspectives, but it felt way more Lyra centric. And then this one is kind of more like, oh, there's a lot more moving parts. This is a story about this war, not a story about Lyra. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Especially for for her to be like the prophecy is about Lyra and she's Mm -hmm. just kind of like. Whatever Will wants to do is what I'm going to do. Yup. Um, didn't love that. But, you know. She it feels made, bad. It, yeah, it made sense for the character. It was yeah. just kind of like, well, that's boring. But Yeah, yeah. Here comes Daddy Will to save the day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, I guess we don't have anything else to say at the top. I keep right. I keep forgetting this is not a normal shelfware episode. It's our, it's our, it's our, series. Like, yeah, it's our off main series series <laughs> the premise of our podcast it's just it made sense when we started the first uh-huh. animorphs book and we were like we're gonna do, do this forever <laughs> like it's animorphs <laughs> until we die and then animorphs ended and we were like uh-oh <laughs> other stuff gotta do other stuff um, i think we'll get back to it making sense once we get to the new longer series it's just kind of this mm-hmm. this feels like a book that we would that is it's more ch- substantial so it feels yes. like we should be talking about it like that there should be other stuff but it's very dense yes um so again wish me luck with this plot synopsis i already there was a couple times in this i was like so in the first book i didn't mention this but <laughs> yeah like the major character god damn it very major character in this book who thought a character who was only mentioned in reference to him being a decapitated head in a box would be one of the main characters of this one <laughs> How are we to know? How are we to know? <laughs> okay, so this book starts off immediately with a new character, Will Perry. He is, um, I don't know, like 12-ish years old, young man. He's dropping... 13, I think, because yeah. his father disappeared 12 Makes to 13 years ago, and he was a year old. So he yeah. would have been 13 to 14. So he's fully a teen. Yes, but still prepubescent, yes. which is important. <laughs> Which it sounds gross to have to note that, but it is important. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is dropping his mom off uh, in the care of his old piano teacher um, because he, 
his, his mother has some, um, I don't like she's displaying like OCD or even like schizophrenic tendencies, but that kind of is not what it turns out to be. But so there's something going on with mom that will does not feel like he is equipped alone to handle while he's trying, he's got other shit to do. So he leaves his mom in the care of the piano teacher and he immediately returns to his home looking for a green writing case. So these guys apparently have been hounding, these mysterious guys have been hounding his mother for information or just like something like he doesn't really understand, but he and his mom are being bothered by these guys in suits and they keep showing up and things are getting too hot right now. So Will's going to take this green writing case out of his house and go on the run. Except for when he goes to his house to pick up this green writing case, the other men are already there and he kind of has to like not really fight his way out of there, but he does like end up pushing one of the guys down the stairs and he hits the back of his head and the, and the guy dies. And so Will, with the understanding that he is now a murderer, just runs off into Oxford um, where he eventually finds a portal to another world. Um, I don't think we get a name for this world, but the city that he eventually ends up in is called Chittagazi, I think is how it's yeah. pronounced. If you were listening to the audiobook like I was, it's Chittagazi. <laughs> <laughs> I think none of the worlds actually have names, right? Because yes. why would you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why would you name your world if you aren't aware yeah. of the existence of other it's dimensions, just right? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yes, I will be referring to Will's world will's world lyra's world and chiragasi yeah i would say i was gonna say specterville (laughs) that also works (laughs) because the thing about this world that chiragasi is in is that there are um kids kind of just roam around in packs because once you become an adult or go through puberty and i think the equivalent equivalent of this in lyra's world would be once your demon kind of settles into a shape you can suddenly see and be attacked by these ghostly visages called specters. Mm -hmm. And they, they seem to just suck the will and life right out of you. Like you're still alive, but you don't want to do anything. Um, and then you kind of just wander listlessly. It's like the worst case of ennui, I suppose. I don't, I don't really, it wasn't explained why the specters are doing this or they, they suspect they originate from like other worlds and coming to this one and attacking people, but, and they don't know why only adults, (laughs) only adults affected, no kids. So the kids kind of just run around in gangs and uh, do whatever they want because their parents are all in hiding or dead or spectered, whatever. Sounds like a shady place to live. Or a great place. Or if you're a child who has not gone through puberty yet. Or a specter. Or Mrs. Coulter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, In this world, uh, Will meets Lyra and Pantalaimon, who wound up here after crossing the bridge back at the end of book one. They've been here a few days. I don't think we even said that that's Lyra's demon's name. Hmm? I don't think we've even Uh, said that that's Lyra's Lyra's demon's name. Lyra's demon's name is (laughs) Pantalaimon. In case we didn't mention that in the last episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, sorry, Arnie's like whining in the other room. Oh, well. Um, so she's been here a few days and they decide to just like kind of pal around together. Um, meanwhile, back in Lyra's original world, 
Serafina Pakala is listening in as a witch is being tortured by Mrs. Coulter. So Mrs. Coulter knows that there is some information out there that the witches have about Lyra, and she desperately needs to know what this information is, specifically a name that they have for Lyra. There's like a prophecy involving her. They determined it was her in the first book because she was like able to pick out this certain sprig of branch or something, and they were like, oh, it's her, the chosen one. I don't, whatever. Um, so Mrs. Coulter's torturing this witch, and then Serafina Pakala shows up to kill this other witch before she can reveal anything and then she has to like flee I this book I don't know why but every adult in this book goes by first name last name every time (laughs) I'm just like exhausted with it I'm trying to think if there's any Sir Charles I think is the only one yeah yeah but then he goes like by a title and his name right (laughs) I don't know Mrs. Coulter I mean I guess it's a title name but Lord Azrael. I mean, you have to have two never things, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that seems to be. Like, only kids and bears can go by. And then some, and she honestly calls, uh, what's his name, Yorick, by his first and last name quite often anyway. Mm-hmm, so, like, mm-hmm. uh, interesting. Um, Serafina Pakala calls together a witch council. Lee Scoresby is there. I guess he ended up with the witches after the whole fight with the Zeppelins and machine guns and shit at the in Svalbard. Lee is like, hey, everyone, I'm going to go look for Stanislaus Grumman. Grumman? Uh, everyone thinks this guy's dead. So in the, in the first book, the very beginning of the first book, when Lyra was peeping on that boys only meeting that Lord Azrael was having about his research in order to like get the school to give him money for his expedition. He pulled this guy's head out of a box and he's like, look, this is Stanislaus Grumman. He's dead. I need money to go find out why. And then he put the head away again really quickly. So uh, Lee's like, I think that guy's still alive. Like, it doesn't make sense to me that he's dead. I'm going to go find him. Because it's rumored that he knows about an incredibly powerful object that will protect Lyra. And the only thing I want to do in my life is protect Lyra because she is like a daughter to me. She is unto a daughter to me, even though we barely interacted. (laughs) We had one one chapter together. (laughs) Which this has got to be Lyra's like thing, right? Like we kind of talked about how Mrs. Coulter kind of does this. And she does it in this book, too, where people are just like see her and become immediately obsessed with her. Like this has got to be this isn't. We're we're supposed to assume that Lee is being magicked here, right? Like this is not supposed to be taken at face value, right? Or I am would I hope? I would hope that it's not supposed to be genuine because yeah, I mean they they had like one serious conversation, the two of them alone together in the hot mm-hmm. air balloon ride, and they I mean I guess they traveled together in the north for a while, but like if you wanted us to believe this was a real father daughter situation. Like, that, this was becoming that kind of relationship, then should we have gotten more scenes with the two of them together? I don't know. So Especially because I feel like every single character who Everyone. comes into contact with Lyra either is, like, she is, as uh, Sir Carl, Carl's, Sir Charles slash Carlo says, uh, like, just an abhorrent brat or they're like, she is my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I will protect Seraphina her with my Picala life. Serafina Pacala also loves her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so did uh, Yofer or Yorick. No, Yorick. 
and Yofer, but for different reasons. Different. <laughs> uh, John Fa was in that boat too. Yeah, Fodder Coram. Fodder. Fodder Coram. Fodder. Yeah. <laughs> her uh, yeah. her new uh, scientist in this book is yes. like immediately like, must I trust protect. this girl with everything I have and I must protect her. Yeah. Like it's it's got to be a magic thing, right? Or like the the fucking the prophecy dust arranging things so that yes the angels have blessed this child yeah (laughs) yes i i also think it's very suspicious how every adult seems to be like no lyra you are in charge here like you you were the (laughs) dominant one in this relationship uh i find myself wholly devoted to you and wanting to protect and cherish you forever lyra's just an alpha what can we say what can we say All these beta cucks immediately <laughs> recognize her power. Everyone in the world, everyone across worlds, <laughs> except for Mrs. Coulter, Lord Charles, Lord Azriel. That's it. <laughs> and speaking of beta cucks, we also have this moment when Lee is telling of his plans where this one witch is like, oh, did you say Grumman? I hate that man and I'll murder him if I ever see him. And it's like, hmm, I wonder if this will come up again. <laughs> yes. Yes. So <laughs> so that's Lee's mission to protect Lyra. Serafina Pakala is like, I want to take 20 of my best warriors plus this witch who says that she is she was scorned by Grumman, used to love him and he rejected her and now she will kill him. If she ever sees him again, I'm going to take her out of this world so that Lee can get to Grumman and find this object that protects Lyra. In the meantime, we're all going to go to a new world and find and protect Lyra. Surely (laughs) our paths will not cross with Grumman in this new world. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, how else are you going to get Lyra, the the object, to protect her? (laughs) This is, like, truly a book of, of... small conveniences that end up being a huge problem <laughs> just a whole Chekhov's armory absolutely <laughs> Chekhov's scorn lover <laughs> uh, so back to the kids Will and Lyra decide to go back to Will's world to find information about Will's dad so Lyra has consulted with the alethiometer which i did hear that was the correct pronunciation Uh, yes (laughs) the alethiometer has told her that she needs to be with will and help him find his dad and she doesn't need to worry about the rest of the shit that she's worried about she she needs to stick with will she needs to find will's father john perry but because i am bound to only tell the truth i will answer all questions you ask me Lyra's like, I need to find out more about dust so I can stop my, my, uh, my, my uncle Lord Azriel dad. (laughs) (laughs) I need to stop him. Um, so she goes to Will's world and the elite, and she goes to a museum to use the alethiometer where no one can oversee her because she's like, oh, Will's, Will's Oxford is so like, there's cars and people everywhere and just sounds and it's so different yeah, from mine. She shows up in Oxford and immediately gets hit by a car. Absolutely. So like. About that. Yes, she immediately. <laughs> Will's like, okay, here's the window. We'll meet back here. And then he's like, cars he are watches, honking. And Lyra's like, hit by a car and it's like oh fuck she's like i just i didn't realize if i just walked into the street they would hit me like <laughs> i i like there was like a few moments in this book where 
like Lyra is clearly not used to just being a normal person. She's like, Will is not bought in by Lyra's whatever magic. And she's, she's, like, she's like, when she has to open the cola can, and she doesn't understand it. Yes. Or she's like, what do you mean we have to cook for ourselves? Where are the servants? I've never washed my own hair, Will. I don't think you understand. <laughs> <laughs> Will's like, you're gonna have to figure it out, girl. I cannot help you with that. <laughs> um, so she goes to a museum to find some fucking peace and quiet in Will's Oxford. Um, she uses the alethiometer to ask questions like, hey, where can I learn more about dust? But as she's doing this, this older man named Sir Charles Latrum uh, is kind of like watching her like the reader knows like he's like watching her from a distance and is eyeballing that alethiometer in a bad way Lyra, Lyra does not know um so he like comes up and talks to her and introduces himself and she's like oh uh my name is Lizzie I'm here with my brother Mark and uh I'm on a school field trip or some shit and then this guy Sir Charles is like here's my business card if you ever want to come over to my house <laughs> what Lizzie's like yes in my world adults do do these things for me all the time and they only do it out of love and respect for me so I will trust this man he looks weirdly familiar to me but I cannot place it I will trust him implicitly though like Lyra you learn nothing in your travels how many times have you been kidnapped girl (laughs) um the alethiometer tells Lyra to go to the college and meet this physicist named Dr. Mary Malone, who she is like working on a machine that allows her to see dust. They call it shadows in this world or dark matter. Um, and basically, I think what they've done is they hook you you and your brain up to this machine. And if you like go into that trance-like state that Lyra goes into to read the alethiometer then then you can see like these these like, like shapes yeah like loose mm-hmm. patterns and movement yes lyra's like hook me up baby so <laughs> dr malone puts her on the machine and she's like you're an idiot because i know how to work this computer i've never even heard of before this technology i don't i don't get it but i do get it you know you know what i'm saying lyra is like I can make the shadows become the symbols that are on my alethiometer. And like this, the, the shadows, they just want to talk to you. So can you like figure out a way to like get your computer to talk to them? Like you need to figure out how to communicate with the dust because they are desperate to talk to you. And Dr. Malone is like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me something about myself that, no- that you couldn't possibly know. And Lyra's like, you used to be a nun. And she's like, shit, you're right. Okay, I believe you. I'm going to try and figure out how to get the computer to talk to me in a language I understand. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, Will has called up the attorney in charge of his dad's estate to ask some questions about his dad. Um, and the attorney basically says that, like, well, we don't know if your dad is alive or dead. He's a famous explorer that went missing, like, 12 years ago. Honestly, we know nothing about him. But hey, can you come to my offices? I really need you to get to come to my offices for me to ask. Or bleh. I really need you to come to my offices so I can answer your questions, so I can confirm your identity. And Will is like, I am not going to a second location with a stranger. I am smart. I know you're in league with those men that have been hassling me and my mama. No. So he hangs up on the attorney and he's like, well, I'll, that's a whole day's work for Will right there. 
The two go back to Chittagazi for the night. Um, I can't remember when in the book this happens, but we will learn somewhere in Chittagazi that two of the kids named like Angelica and Paolo or something. I think that's it exactly. Yes. They, they have an older brother who they say is also in town, uh, but that is not information they were supposed to give out. So Lyra's like got this in the back of her mind. And later on, there's a scene where she like looks up into this tower that's in the very middle of town uh, that is very important later on in the book. And she thinks she sees a figure of like an older teen or young adult in this tower. And she's like, that must be the brother that they mentioned. Keep that in your brains. And we also learned that cats are a hated creature in Chittagazi for some reason. I don't think that was explained. explained? No. Okay. Yeah. I don't think. (laughs) My theory, my theory is that someone with a cat demon came through and the specters mm. like ate up the cat or something and it freaked people out. But I don't know. So people were like, be. don't let cats around because they're attracted to cats, not understanding that it was the demon. Yeah. Because these kids like start beating the shit out of a cat. Yeah, they're like, fuck it. this cat for real. You need to kill it. It's terrible. <laughs> Or maybe it's like, I feel like it could also be just a shout out to like superstitions about cats, but I don't know. Because mm-hmm. that is a thing that people used to think that some in some places that cats were like ill omens. I'd believe that. Why? Cats are sassy. They look, sassy. Like they, could, they look like they could get up to some evil shenanigans and not care. I like cats. I like them for that reason. <laughs> um i maybe maybe it was also just to be like look these kids are vicious maybe also important for later yeah i didn't really i didn't really like a lot of the stuff that happened in chittagazi just like i don't know well and also it gave will a literal save the cat moment because very true they beat up the cat, and Will was like, "Stop beating up that cat." Will's such a that's hero. how we know that's Will you know. is a hero. That's how right. you know. Screenwriting, mm-hmm. one hundred and one. Mm-hmm. Main character vibes, all over mm-hmm. the place. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Lyra. <laughs> um, Lyra wakes up early the next morning before Will is even awake to go see Doctor Malone for like a follow up consultation. I guess she's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back into Will's Oxford and teach this woman how to computer. I don't know what computers are, but I'm gonna do it." Um, Doctor Malone, women in STEM, yay! <laughs> uh, Doctor Malone stops Lyra on the way to Malone's office. She like pulls her into the bathroom and she's like, "Hey, police are here and they want to talk to you." I was like, I lie all the time. This is fine. This is absolutely fine. I got this. <laughs> yes. Like, in the text, she's even like, I don't know why Dr. Malone is so worried. Like, this is going to go perfectly for me. Like, it always does. Adults love me. Um, Adults love me. Children fear me. Children fear me. Fish fear me. Yes. <laughs> um. So she goes in and she starts telling the story about herself to the police. And then they ask her a question about, oh, so you know Will. And she, like, just automatically is like, yes, I know Will. And then she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm not supposed to know Will. <laughs> I think they actually say, like, oh, was Will there too? And he, she's like, oh, yeah, Will was. And then she's like, ah, oh, they tricked me. They got me. Yes. Because um, Will at this point has told her, like, hey, these guys are after me and I don't really know why. 
Don't she, mention my name to any police. Keep my name out of your mouth. Exactly. And she was like, no, I, I promise I will not give you up to anybody for anything. And then immediately does. Um, they try to capture her. And she's like, no, and runs into the streets again, where she bumps into old Sir Charles, who just driving around uh sees her in an alley and opens up his car door and he's like come with me if you want to live and she's like i do and she jumps into his car and they drive away um and she's like hey drop me off at this street uh that's kind of near the portal to chittagazi uh and and he's like okay pull over on the right and so, like, I guess the way that he pulls over, she has to climb all over his whole person to get out the car. And he doesn't, like, try to make it easy for her or anything. Um, and then when she gets out of the car, she realized, oh, he did that because um, he totally stole my alethiometer from me. Wah, wah. Whoopsie. Yes. Will wakes up to find Lyra just, like, sobbing all over him. She's like, I did so many fuck-ups this morning, dude. <laughs> I, I goofed. <laughs> so many things went wrong for me the girl who can't even wash her own hair i don't did you know adults weren't trustworthy did you know that (laughs) every adult i've ever met has immediately welcomed me into their home like the child they had never had but always wanted (laughs) now i think that she did understand that sir charles wasn't trustworthy because she like in the first meeting was like this guy's creeping me out. So she mm-hmm. had a sense about him, but I think she just thought he she was smarter than him. That could was be. The thing. I think it was more like she's like, I'm Lyra Silvertongue, and no one's going to pull one over on me, you know? And like Icarus. She flew too close to the sun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Will is mad. He's like, you pro- you promised me you, would, you wouldn't tell anyone that you knew about me. And she's like, I'm so sorry. What can we do? He's like, well, I'm going to have to fucking fix this, aren't I? <laughs> I was like, please, please do. <laughs> um, and, and Lyra's also like, please, if we get the alethiometer back, I promise I will never use it except to do exactly what you want to do. So like this is Lyra feels like she's kind of getting punished for not listening to the alethiometer. Because again, alethiometer was like, you just need to stick with Will and find Will's dad. That's all you need to worry about. Don't go, don't go running off trying to figure out more about dust. That is don't inconsequential. Poking your nose into things, Missy. Exactly. As we learn in this book, like the alethiometer has a bit of a personality and it's kind of sassy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I really like. Our sassy gold friend. <laughs> Can we get this series retold from the alethiometer's perspective? Because <laughs> you know it cannot lie. <laughs> it's true. um they go back into will's world and they these two these two prepubescent teens are just like let's go knock on this guy's door and be like give it back (laughs) they go through some of the other options they're like we can't call the cops because duh we can't just go in and steal it because uh a he'd have burglar alarms which lyra's like what's an alarm what what is that and will's like also it would take us like it's a big ass house it would take us a while to go through all of it yeah um so they kind of they go through some of the options and they come up with guess we'll just go ask him we'll ask nicely (laughs) and sir charles is like no i won't give this back to you like look like what proof do you have that it belongs to you because i could doctor up some documents in seconds and you would never be able to see this thing again and Lyra's like, you fucking asshole. Lyra has absolutely zero chill. Absolutely not. She spits in his face full on, which I was like, 
he deserves it though (laughs) she also says like i hope you die which she like really goes to that a lot she's like anytime anyone crosses her even slightly she's like they deserve to die and i'm like lyra you need to find some middle ground punishments here Because, like, literally anytime anything happens to vaguely thwart her, Ooh, she's I'd like, kill him if I could. Yeah, she's like, I want to strangle him with my own two hands. And I I'm wish like, York you... were here. York would just bite their yes. head off. In a way that I'm like, this seems a little bit more childish than, like, she's supposed to be like 11 or 12 at this point. Yeah. And it's like, that seems something a younger child would say where you kind of don't really have, like, a concept of death. So you don't Mm. really, like, fully understand how bad that is to wish that on someone, you know? Right, Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things where I was like, Lyra, girl, calm down. (laughs) She probably didn't get a ton of, like, life lessons on regulating her emotions, to be honest. This is true. Because those nerds at Jordan College, like, definitely did not know how to talk about feelings. (laughs) 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 so sir charles is like hey hey listen i know you really want this alethiometer back what if i tasked you with bringing me back an even more powerful object it's hiding somewhere in chittagazi i think it's in that tower i need you to go in there and bring me back this super powerful knife and i swear i swear i will give you this alethiometer back i so promise i'm not lying and I think it's around this point also that Will clocks the fact that he has a little snake hiding in his yes. in his suit. And it's like, oh, it's a demon. Sir Charles got a demon. But he doesn't tell Lyra right, right away. Like, he waits, like, a day. And he's like, oh, by the way, that guy had a demon. Yeah. She's like, oh, I, I think he also it. doesn't figure it out right away. He's kind of just like, uh, it's a snake. And then after a while, he's like, oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess your mind wouldn't immediately go there if you were not used to people yeah. having these, like, shadowy animals. Are they shadowy or are they real, like, solid? I think they're real. I don't know why. I always fe- I always imagine them as, like, these, like, grayscale. Like shadow puppets? Yeah, like, grayscale versions of animals that you can see through a little bit. I just kept thinking during this book, because I was kind of along those lines thinking about, like, yeah, it would be interesting to see how people react to the times that pan does show up when lyra's in will's world because it would just seem like this kid's carrying around like a fucking wasp or whatever and Mm -hmm, that would be wild mm -hmm. um (laughs) but also i was thinking about kind of continuing our discussion of how these demons work how much would it so we talked about how much it would suck if you were a person and you got a demon like a dolphin that had to you know live in the sea how much would it suck for a demon that was like a bird but wasn't like a witch's demon or whatever because they wouldn't be able to like fly anywhere that is true that would suck so bad if you were like a demon you're like yes i love the feeling of wind beneath my wings i'm going to be a seagull forever and then it's like oh but you can't go more than like 10 feet away from your person without it hurting so how do you get to fly ever you don't right (laughs) that would suck that would be such a that would be really bad yeah, you'd just be stuck waddling everywhere. Awful. <laughs> Terrible. Awful. Just might as well have been a goose. Might as well duck. have been a goose. I guess I can't make fun of a goose because isn't that Serafina Pacala? Yeah, Serafina's got a goose. Yeah. But they can go big distances because she's can. a witch. And it seems like every witch's demon is a bird. Is a bird, yeah. Yes. So that's another thing to add to your spreadsheet of. But there are birds that are not witch demons because yes. both uh, groom and has a bird which his can go distances. his can go because he got holes drilled in his skull he got holes drilled in his head but also that one dude had a seagull so there's a oh, bird that true. wasn't a witch so yeah 
I it's not about it's sale. not as strict as the servant dog rule yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, i do feel like though if you knew a guy in government and his demon was a snake i'd be like i don't think i'm mm. gonna vote for that mm. guy i think i'm gonna <laughs> vote for the one that has like a terrier <laughs> i feel like more than anything he sh- like that would be a church thing Mm-hmm. That the church would be like, oh, we don't trust this dude with a snake demon, yeah. right? Because yeah. of the implications. Yeah, like, that is very true. When, How is this... he high up in the church? Yeah, doesn't make sense. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> so, so Will and Lyra go back to Chittagaze to go get this knife. They put together knife, tower, that older brother guy probably is the one that has it. So they sneak in. They see this, the brother dude. He's, I don't, was he given a name? I don't know. Yeah, it was like Tonio or something. Something Mm. vaguely Italian sounding. Tonio. Yeah. And it started with, Tulio maybe? It started with a T. Mm, Okay. Um, Brother T was using the knife to like stab the air and they're like okay that's weird let's let's just move on and see who else is in this tower maybe there's a, maybe there's someone else <laughs> someone else we could talk to so they continue to sneak through and they get to like one of the top floors and then there's just this old guy all tied up up there so they untie him and his name is Giacomo Paradisi and he he tells them he's like hey I'm the bearer of the knife and brother T stole it from me so can you help me get it back? I need the knife. I'm the only one that's supposed to use it. Um, and something happened. I don't know. Brother Teasel's like shows up on the on this floor that they're on, and Will's like, "I'll fight you because you're coming at us with a knife." The thing about this this knife, the subtle knife, is super sharp. It can cut through anything like it's butter. Um, is it just me, or is that the opposite of subtle? Like yeah, the, no, that's real fucking obvious. <laughs> cutting into the other worlds, I'm like, okay, because it's like it has two sides, right? One mm-hmm. of them can cut through any material, and one of them can cut through to other worlds. And, like, the one that can cut through to other worlds, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're sneaking into other worlds. Like, subtle, I get it. Mm-hmm. But the one mm-hmm. that's like, I can sh- cut straight through bone. <laughs> without trying i'm like that's not subtle that's very aggressive yeah mm -hmm. (laughs) it's gonna be very obvious what you have as soon as you use this small knife to cut through like a stone wall (laughs) um also i was confused because it's it's a double-sided knife uh-huh. And I was thinking in my mind, double sided, like there's a blade on each end. And I was like, that no. sounds super dangerous. How no, do they? An, it's not a Darth Maul knife. <laughs> I, that's what I thought. I was like, how are they at all? Like, like they must be, they must have scratches on their arms all the time just from like <laughs> having this in their little holsters. Uh, no, it's it's the, the one blade, two sides. <laughs> Like if you're holding the knife, top yes. side, bottom side, not yes. like right side, left side. That makes so much more sense. Than- <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, they just flip the sword all the way over or the knife all the way over. And that's what they use to cut through the universe. But <laughs> now what would be very funny to me is because I am picturing the one side that is the cut anything side, uh-huh. um, like cuts anything and the side that just cuts through the universe like doesn't cut anything else right like it's like very oh yeah 
be very hard to attack someone with. So like if you accidentally get those reversed in the middle of a fight and you're just kind of impotently like <laughs> bashing like, someone with it. How should I grip this? I don't know. <laughs> ah, it's like when you're trying to plug something in and you have to like switch it three times. Oh my you know? God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or when you're still 32 and try and remember which is left and right. And you're like, mm, mm. give me a second. All right. Got it. <laughs> I just do the fingers. Every time. When I was younger, I used to have to tell left and right by not only doing the fingers, but also air spelling my name, which has an L in it, because I couldn't remember which way the L was supposed to go unless I like got that a running a start. Whole new layer of difficulty. <laughs> I know, right? It was really hard for me to learn to drive. Uh, uh, I've heard, I've heard stories. <laughs> Uh, that man and his ice cream. <laughs> Rude. How dare you bring him up? Liz, I'm not going to say anymore. It could have been, you don't, they don't know the specifics of the ice cream melting. Um, <laughs> so they do a fight and Will, like, even though he wraps like a whole rope around his hand that he punches with, the knife still gets him and it slices through two of his fingers. So on his left hand, he only has a thumb pointer and 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 middle finger they're gone yes and he wins the fight and he gets the gets the knife and they they kind of like i think brother t is like they're not like super high up so he kind of like falls out of the tower jumps off the tower one of the two but like he doesn't think oh now i'm in this town full of specters and he like immediately gets the life sucked out of him while his siblings look on yes and then lyra's just like watching she's like staring at this happening and the siblings immediately turn around and make eye contact with her and they're like we're going to kill you for this they have the exact same thought process as lyra when it comes to retribution i'm gonna kill (laughs) (laughs) so will becomes the new bearer of this knife because i guess the symbol of the bearer is getting two of your fingers cut off because giacomo's like look at my hand we're twins He teaches Will how to use the knife. So basically it's the same concept as like when Lyra goes into her trance-like state to read the alethiometer. Will has to do that when he is like looking for a little tear in the universes to stick the knife in um, in order to open up those those portals. And then I guess when you're done, you just pinch them shut with your fingers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. I'm picturing kind of like... um like something woven right where Mm. it's like you have to find the like spot in the weave that's like we like in between the two threads right and then cut and then you sew it back together but it's more just squishing yeah like velcro yeah like velcro imagine every time you (laughs) you hopped universes it was just like that loud velcro (laughs) (laughs) very subtle (laughs) so subtle so subtle so nice uh, and then Giacomo's like okay leave now children I have to take poisons to kill myself because I don't want the specters to get me and they're like Time okay to die wouldn't the perhaps perhaps I'm a fool but wouldn't another option be for him to just come with them yeah, to like, he's like, I wish we had more time for me to explain these things to you. Like, why wouldn't he just go with them? That's right. a good question. Like, was he too injured or something? I don't think so. No, but I think he was just like, I'm well, you've got and- the sword now, guess, or the knife. I keep calling it a sword. Sorry. You have the knife now. I have no purpose in life. Goodbye. <laughs> like, you could have just 
gone with at least for a little and because he's like oh i don't want the specters to eat me but it's like the subtle knife keeps them away yeah they're so if you hung out with him you should be fine and also you can take the poison with you that's a very portable method of suicide absolutely yeah i don't i yeah giacomo did not think that through (laughs) oh well he's dead now (laughs) doesn't matter (laughs) Like so many men in this book. (laughs) Then the third book they're going to show off and there's going to be a new character that's like, I've heard of Giacomo Paradisi and that he died, but I don't think he's really dead. And then the whole third book is about trying to find him. And then they do find him and then both the person looking for him and him die. Die. Spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Will and Lyra use the subtle knife to get the alethiometer back from Sir Charles. So basically like... They go to his house and they use the knife to create a portal into Chittagazi and then they go from Chittagazi into Sir Charles's house and there's like a, a moment where Will's like, oh no, the thing isn't here, but then Sir Charles shows up and he puts the alethiometer down and then there's like a revealing conversation because guess who else is here in this world now? It's Mrs. Coulter. Do we know how Mrs. Coulter got here? Yes. How does she get okay. here? she fly? No. We know that... Uh, Charles reveals himself to be Carlo, who is a dude yes. that Lyra met. He's Lord met. Boreal from the yeah. first book. Met him at the party um, at Mrs. Coulter's. Mm-hmm. So he's he known Lyra says the whole time. that because of Lord Azrael doing the opening the um, Aurora Borealis thing, it has fucked up like the North and South Poles, which has resonated with Will's world and stuff is getting fucked up and shifty there too. And the portals gotcha. that have been cut into stuff have shifted. So they're no longer portals just to Chirikazi. There are also portals to other worlds. And he happened very conveniently to look through one and see Mrs. Coulter there. So, so that's convenient. Very convenient, but whatever, it's fine. The thing that I had more of an issue with in terms of this doesn't make sense with this mm-hmm. was that he was like, yes, it's me, Lord Boreal, the guy who was at that party in book one. I have spent many a year here in this world, and I'm like, how? When? When did that happen? <laughs> when did that happen? I need because a timeline. That party in book one, it was like, Lyra did that, was at that party that even if we say like six months to a year ago. Yes. Even if we say like she was a lot younger than we thought at the college and spent a lot more time with Mrs. Coulter, the party was the like last thing before she dipped. Right. Uh So that was right at the start of her running to the Egyptians and then Lyra's day out. Right. The Egyptians (laughs) all head immediately north and then all of like everything happens. So it's like. That could not have taken more than, as you said, like six months to a year. So it's been six months to a year since he was in Lyra's world, in his home world. And during that time, he went to Chiragazi. He found a portal, got to Chiragazi, figured out, oh, I'll get eaten if I stay here. Moved from Chiragazi to Will's world, made all of these contacts, became like high up, became like a spy for the government in Will's world. Um, That's what he says, right? That he works for like... Yeah, like he's right? he's high up in the government. Yeah, became like gathered all this power and also like started collecting all this shit because he's like a collector, so he has like a house full of shit. So it's like, when when did that happen? I don't understand. Are there like time shifts, time dilations? It doesn't seem so because other people are bopping in between worlds like A to B to B to C. You know, Maybe. so how are you bopping between worlds A to D? Like I don't get it. Maybe he had a, a super secret cool door all to himself. He said, oh, he says, I know what does nurse so. 
So maybe he's maybe he's just been going back and forth. No, because he specifically says that at the time he could only get to Chiragazi. So oh. he could get to Chiragazi and back to his world. But he says, I can't go through Chiragazi because of the specters. So once he got like until the shift, the shift started by Lord Azrael, he couldn't get back to Lyra's world. Like he very specifically oh. says that that couldn't happen. Right. Because he would have to go to Chiragazi and get eaten. So yeah. he's like, because that's the whole point why he wants the knife, because he wants to be able to go to other worlds. So he can only go to Chiragazi until Azrael fucks shit up, which was like 10 minutes ago. So he certainly did, it certainly hasn't been that long. Um, so it's like, at what point did he have the time to amass all this wealth and power? Hmm. Maybe he's saying... Previously, all the doorways opened into one world, which is a sort of crossroads. That is right. the world of Chittagazi. So maybe maybe he just, like, hung out in Chittagazi for a while and then got lucky and found another door. But but that is what happened. He hung out in Chittagazi and found the world to Will's world. But then yeah. he can't go back to Chittagazi because he's afraid of getting eaten by the specters. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe before then, like, maybe he's been doing this, like, going to Chittagazi for a long time and, and then from Chittagazi going into the next like maybe he's just maybe it's like having a layover and that's just how he traveled to work like this was his business trips and he had a layover but now there's direct flights <laughs> right but i'm know. saying that he wouldn't have had the time from when lyra saw him at the party to get to chiragasi and then to will's world and then build up all this power in will's world yeah no i'm saying i think i think he's been able to get to will's world for a long time i think he just had to go through chiragasi but now that like because I think they said that it's only, like, very recently that Chitagazi has become super infested. Um, I don't know. It's all, it is all very, like, loosey-goosey, but it doesn't make sense. I do have to question how, like, well, I guess maybe he brought gold over the first time. I'm just trying to think of, yeah, like. Yeah, he could definitely have, like, brought some shit with him the first yeah. time. But the, the, like. Oh, and I've had the time to become a like high up in the government mm-hmm. and like people trust me. It's like how? It's been like a year. Yeah. I don't know. He said he's been a he's a spy. But who mm-hmm. is he? Is he spying for the UK? Like I don't know. He's a weird dude. It doesn't matter. He dies. Yeah. It's So it like super eventually irrelevant, but Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of under the impression that he was like he has been doing like this this big journey mm-hmm. from Lyra's world to Chittagazi to Will's world and then just like doing that big trip for a long time but like he's going back and forth but I don't think he has because he says that he like doesn't he's when he says the thing about how he happened to see Mrs. Coulter he says like that's the first yeah time he that's the first time it's been a direct route between Will's world and Lyra's world I don't know I don't know I don't know doesn't matter <laughs> yeah he's become big big important guy in this world so then he starts like he's like oh um mrs coulter we need to go to chittagazi and she's like oh well i have these i have these like um these i don't know what they call them but they're like the adults that have been separated from their demons they call them zombies at one yeah. point and they yes. also call her, them her bodyguards so yes and know, apparently the specters won't go near them Apparently, Mrs. Coulter can control the specters. Whatever. Um, so they steal they steal the alethiometer back uh, and get back to Chittagazi. Uh, Will's like, wow, Lyra's mom's hot. 
She's just got big soul energy, I think, is what it is. Because, like, big this is why she can. energy. Exactly. That's why she can control the specters. She's mm-hmm. like, I just have a very powerful soul. So that little monkey is just lifting weights or some shit. He's really been working hard. He's real buff. Out. He's a buff monkey. <laughs> Would not mess with that monkey. Um, when they get back to Chittagazi, the gang of kids have been waiting to attack Will and Lyra, and they do. They chase the two of them down with the intent to kill and are almost successful, but Serafina Pakala and her witches come in to save the day. Woohoo. Yahoo. They can only fly because if they land, the specters will get them. <laughs> so they are sh- literally flying and shooting bows and bow and arrows at these kids, <laughs> like just killing kids, I guess. But here's my thought, right? Mm-hmm. If the witches, if the specters eat souls, right, and the souls for everybody from the other, from Lyra's world are demons, Mm -hmm. why couldn't the witches land and their demons just stay flying? Yeah. That's a good question. Because we see later on in the book, like, the the specters do, like, grab a witch's um, demon and, like, torture her that way, and then Mm -hmm. she ends up dying. But, like, yeah, why? Hmm. Good question. Just <laughs> pop those birds up in the air and you're good yeah, to go. Put them up in a tree. I mean, eventually it doesn't matter because of Mrs. Coulter, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like we would have done this much better if we were the witches. We should have been the witches. <laughs> we should have been the witches. Uh, back in Will's world, Sir Charles visits Dr. Malone's lab and is like, I will get you grant money for your study on shadows slash dust slash dark matter slash angels. But I want full control over the direction the study goes and kind of implying that he wants to weaponize whatever findings Malone comes up with. Um, And she's like, no, that sounds like shit and quits her job. And then one of her colleagues is like, I'll accept. Um, So she like um, like the the lab, they hire security immediately and everyone's kind of like on the lookout for this Dr. Malone now because she's gone rogue. Um, She returns in the middle of the night to the lab and just figures out a way to talk to the to shadows dust angels and they're the dust is like hey we're angels <laughs> and then dr malone um oh the, and dr malone you need to head to another world in order to act as a serpent for lyra we'll provide you protection from the specters but you need to go do that and dr malone is like fuck it let's do the damn thing and she agrees to do it she goes into this into presumably chittagazi i think um we don't hear from her again in this book Back in Lyra's original world, Lee Scoresby has finally tracked down Stanislaw Grumman. So there's like there's been this whole kind of like B plot with Lee going around and talking to different individuals all around the north. It didn't matter. It was you know point yeah. was he found. Grumman. It was a journey. He found him. Great. Uh, he <laughs> also has learned that Stanislaus Grumman goes by another name, Jopari, and he's like, I don't know what the origins of that are. Maybe Japanese, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> astute readers will know what that name comes from. Um, Stanislaw Grumman is a powerful shaman now, and he claims he was actually summoning Lee Scoresby to him because I guess he he somehow has a as a ring that belonged to Lee's mother like forty years ago, and he was using that to summon Lee to him. And Lee was like, "Where the fuck did you get this ring?" Um, <laughs> he's like, "Doesn't matter." I summoned that too. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially, he's like, "I have my ways," and I'm like, "What?" Tell I- us. I'm Doc. going to go ahead and predict now time travel. Time I think third travel. book, we're going to see some time travel. That would yeah, that would be very helpful in bringing a lot of people back to life that didn't yeah. deserve to die in this book. Well. <laughs> um, 
basically Stanis- Stanislas Grumman, Grumman, whatever, jo- Jopari, he's like, I need you. I need, I summoned you because I have to find the bearer of the subtle knife and I need to bring them a message. And the only way to get there is if we fly. So I'm, let's get in that hot air balloon. The two of them travel to the world where Will and Lyra have been hiding. But eventually they're like, they're pursued by Zeppelins containing church people because Lee kind of did a murder earlier in the book that I didn't mention, but he did murder a church person and like stole his ring. And then he kind of flashed that ring to, to get his balloon back from, from, it was requisitioned by the church. And he was like, uh, I have a higher authority and showed the ring and they gave him the balloon, whatever. And they're like, oh no, he took our balloon and murdered our guy. We and murdered our him. guy. <laughs> so the hot air balloon is shot down and while they can they get rid of most of their enemies through magic magical means thanks to grumman lee scoresby ends up staying behind to provide cover for grumman so that grumman can continue on into the next universe and lee um gets into the shootout and he's like hey promise me also grumman promise me you'll protect lyra at all costs you have to make a vow and the vow is like that will will use the subtle knife to protect Lyra, right? Yes. Um, and also, we do know, like it's stated at this point, uh, Grumman told uh, Lee that his name is Joe Perry, and yes. he is. So we all know he's Will's dad. So yes. we're like, we can see where this is going. Yes. Um. So Grumman kind of toddles off, and Lee Scoresby dies in the firefight. Sad, but. Not before calling Serafina Pakala to him for aid. He has like a magic flower that she gave him that was like, here, if you if you hold this and uh, summon me, I will come. So I don't know. Maybe he's not dead, but probably is dead. The book says they die. So him and his demon. But yeah, I'm not sure if the summoning Serafina Pakala thing was meant to be like, oh, but maybe she'll do some witchy stuff and he'll be brought back to life. Or if it was just to get to Seraphine, save her, to get Serafina Piccola out of the way so that in this next bit where most of the witches die, she's still around. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, Will and Lyra are now traveling with the witches. Um, we get the scene that's like from the perspective of one of the witches in this group. She... Um, does a little snooping around. She finds this camp where Mrs. Coulter and Sir Charles are staying here in Specterville. Um, the witch watches as Mr. Col- Mrs. Coulter poisons Sir Charles after learning about the subtle knife from him. Well, her uh, demon it's monkey like strokes his demon snake in a yeah, very he's like sexual jerking way. Off a whole ass snake. It's <laughs> like okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mrs. Coulter does see the witches there because Mrs. Coulter has big soul energy and can see she... through invisibility apparently, which it's like, well then how come you didn't see Seraphina Piccolo when she came in yeah. to murder that other witch? But okay. Good question. Good I question. Don't know. Was she there for that? Maybe she, not. Yeah, no, she was. Cause she was okay. the one that was like really hardcore questioning this witch. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. So she tortures the witch by like making the specters grab the demon. She's like, tell me about Lyra. What is the name the witches have for Lyra? We find out the name is Eve and that she's destined to bring about another fall. So we learn also, this is like from a different source, but we also learn in this time that um, Lord Asriel is summoning forces to him to basically fight God 
Like he's got all kinds of powerful beings on his side. I think the angels are fighting for him. It's the fallen angels are fighting for him and they're going to kill God. I was Um, also confused as to, because the dust slash shadow says it is angels, uh but then there are also angels that like are visible. Are they same angels? Are they also dust slash shadow? I don't know. I'm the angel of it all is confusing me, but whatever. Yes. (laughs) We need more info on angels. Um, they, the, the witches, there is a witch that like went to Lord Asriel kind of like to figure out what was going on. Cause she used to fuck him, I guess. And mm-hmm. she, they were like, you and probably have the best ability. Yeah. It continues to fuck him in this yes. book. Yes. Uh, you'll be, you'll be our best option to get it for him to talk. So she goes and finds out like, Hey, uh, in other universes, witches are burned at the stake in the name of religion. So I also think we should fight God. <laughs> And the witches are like, yes, we will go to fight God. But first we have to protect Lyra. There's Um, also a thing about like how the kids in their world are being cut from their demons in the north and being cut. uh, And this is all the church is doing. Yeah. Yeah. And that there's like genital mutilation happening in the south. And I'm like, huh, that's an interesting plot point to throw in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, So Mrs. Coulter at this point decides, okay, well guess I have to kill my daughter now so that the fall doesn't happen. And we also see that Mrs. Coulter, she's like learned to control the specters. And so she teaches them how to fly so they can attack the witches. Cool. Cool. She's like, just imagine like, no, like just ignore gravity now. What are you guys doing? Like just fly, <laughs> fly you dum-dums. <laughs> so back with Will and Lyra, Will leaves a sleeping Lyra at their camp and he is kind of just... He wants some alone time because he's got a lot of thoughts. He comes across Stanislaw, Stanislaus Grumman slash Joe Parry slash John Perry, the explorer. Will's missing dad. That's right. Will's dad fell into a magical portal 12 years ago, got lost, made a new life as a shaman because he didn't think he'd ever get back. Anyway, immediately breaks his vow to Lee Scoresby and he's like, Will, you need to take the subtle knife to Lord Azrael and join his forces. Go, go, my boy. Go. And they like don't recognize that who they are until the last second yes and someone they look the at moonlight each other. shines the perfectly. moonlight and they look at each other and he sees the shape of his wife's eyes and he's like daddy and then and then he dies and then, and then that witch earlier that we mentioned <laughs> the witch that seraphina pakala brought with her so that she wouldn't kill stanislaus not kill this dude did end up killing that dude damn and then herself. And that whole scene was like weird vibes to me because number one, Will was way too composed in him like castigating this witch. He was like, how dare you come and shoot this man who I just now learned was my father. When we looked upon each other at the very last second, we learned. And I'm like, this is too much, Will. You yeah. you should be like crying or something. Well, and um, the witch was like, I couldn't look into his eyes. He's so powerful. Like speaking about Will. And then the witch kills herself. Uh-huh. But will's like i don't get it i don't like that keeps being and i guess that's supposed to be because i think i think what this is all leading up to is like sex right yeah and like he's like i don't get it because as we have established he is prepubescent and if he had a demon it would still be shifting yes so like he's like i don't understand why this witch would kill herself over my father and it's like "Mm, it's because the dicking was so good it was so good Except not really. Well, I guess it, it no, it, it wasn't. Yeah, the concept it wasn't of it good. was so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
then then some actual fucking angels show up and they're like will we have we've come to take you to lord azrael and will's like okay let me just go wake up my bff lyra because they have like kind of secretly admitted well will has and pantaliman has so like by the transitive property lyra has they're like best friends yeah um <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if pantaliman was like you're my best friend will but lyra no lyra, like yeah no like, you and like, me we're cool lyra we're best you, friends but lyra does not like you oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, he goes to find lyra and realizes that lyra is missing and all of the witches have been attacked by specters the end which I fully was not expecting to be the end because of, in the Kindle it was like at 91% or whatever. Mm. And there's a bunch of like, here's the notes from Grumman's research in the back that isn't uh, really part of I the book. I didn't have that in my copy. I have a hard copy or physical copy though. Um, So I was like, oh, wait, fuck, that's it? <laughs> yeah. Talk about a cliffhanger. Right. I honestly don't remember... Like, I thought from my my recollection of this book was that we spent all of the time in Will's world and the knife was somehow there and they found it and they just knew how to use it. That's all I remembered from this book. Uh, this went in a wildly different direction. Here are my predictions okay. for book three. Series theories. Series theories. I think um, that she is, Lyra is going to have to kill Lord Asriel think that's gonna be yeah because like their whole thing is like they got to kill the authority right and there's like this thing of the authority has to be like destroyed in order for people to be free so i think it's gonna come down to like in the end it's gonna seem like lord Azrael's like giving her the choice to like be free or whatever but then she's gonna realize like it's still under his like control and then she's gonna kill him and that's gonna be what like very hunger games yeah well because i feel this way because they keep killing like i feel like will's father dies and they're like trying to kill keep dying right they're trying to kill the authority like there's this thing about killing the like patriarchal power structure right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so i think that might be something that happens i think um I'm really, this is like my serious theory that I'm hoping doesn't happen, but I am worried they are going to try to have Will and Lyra be like a couple or Adam something by the end. Yeah, like some sort of that. Yeah. And I'm like, please don't do that. Please don't do that. I don't like that. I just want them to be platonic buddies. Yes, They're exactly. Too They're too young and also like Lyra's feral. So, like, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Will could not put up with that for the rest of his life. He's already like, ah, this girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I hope it doesn't go in that direction. Um, I had another one, I think. I feel. Do you think God is going to be a character? Yeah, I think so. You think God is going to show up? Yeah, I think they're going to end up killing him. I think that Damn. by killing Lord Azrael, that will somehow like kill, kill God. the authority. No, I think it'll kill oh. God. Okay, okay. I definitely think this is going to end with them killing God for okay. sure. I didn't even think that had to be stated as a theory. I thought it was obvious. (laughs) I mean, that might be more meta of me of just like, I know that this book series is not liked amongst uh, religious folks. And Mm -hmm. I know that like Pullman kind of has the, um, Pullman kind of has the, the uh, uh, branding of the atheist C.S. Lewis or like the atheist Tolkien. Right. Uh uh So I feel like they're going to kill God, you know? I like that. Or maybe like 
Azrael, Lord Azrael becomes God and then they kill Lord Azrael. Maybe. Maybe. Ooh, Do you think fun. Mrs. Coulter will live? It's uh, a lot to answer for. She does. I feel like she might have one of those, like, defanged villain sort of endings. Mm. Like, maybe she gets zombified or something, you know? Yeah, I get separated from the monkey, that yeah. big soul. Yeah, that big soul energy. <laughs> that um, would serve her right. Right? Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm definitely interested to see where it goes. And those are the last two villains, yeah. I hope we get uh, Yorick back also, but I don't know he how that would be possible. To come back. But, like, how? I don't know. I don't know. He meant so much to Lyra, though. Right? But now the series is kind of like, Will. Yeah. Maybe that'll be her happy ending as she gets to go chill with the polar bears. That would be nice. <laughs> I know just because there is that, like, that other series called Lyra that's like Lyra's Oxford so I know she does make it back to her Oxford I thought that was a prequel thing there's a different series that takes place later but Lyra's Oxford I think is a prequel oh I thought it was when she's an adult let's see Mm. oh no it is it is after Amber's Spyglass but I am thinking of the Book of Dust which is different than Lyra's Lyra's Uh, Oxford so both of those are sequels Yes. So, okay, yeah. So we do pretty much know that she makes it through because... Yeah. Once Upon a Time in the North is a prequel. Yeah, that's the one and I mentioned last York, time with York yes. and... Yeah. And then Serpentine is set after mm-hmm. his Dark Mages. And then the Book of Dust series is also set after. Oh, okay. Okay. That's the... Because the Lyra's Oxford and Serpentine are both novellas. Oh, my gosh. There's a Golden Compass video game? Interesting. Uh, oh, it came out when the movie came out. Okay, okay. Makes sense. Anyway, well, all cool. that to look forward to. Um, not really. We're just reading the one, and then we'll probably be done with this for a while. <laughs> After um, we finish our next big series, right, then we'll our... return to Lyra's Oxford. I bet by then the third book in the sequel series will be out, so then oh, we could just do the sequel nice. trilogy in yeah, like three years. Yeah, exactly. Because it's gonna be a it's gonna be a hefty boy this next extremely this next round. Um. But before we get to that, we've got uh, next week the conclusion of Anna's movie novelization unit with mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, the movie novelization. <laughs> and then we'll be back the week after that with the final book in His Dark Materials, The Amber Spyglass. All right. All right. In the meantime, if you have a book or uh, a unit you would like for us to cover on the podcast, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us, ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. If you don't, then then York was definitely not coming back in the third book and that's gonna make us sad and it will be your fault it'll be your fault not philip pullman's who wrote this book in the late 90s <laughs> if you use apple podcasts or spotify we would very much appreciate a five-star review um i have heard reports that maybe rating on spotify is only available on mobile i don't know some people have had um not been able to do that i have not had that option on desktop so check mobile if you use the spotify mobile app um But if you don't use Spotify or Apple Podcasts, it's okay because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like. In the words of Philip Pullman, she had asked, what is he, a friend or an enemy? The alethiometer answered, 
he is a murderer. When she saw the answer, she relaxed at once. Lyra, <laughs> s- <laughs> she's a goddamn mess. <laughs> I also had the thought earlier today while I was thinking about this episode that um, once we transition to our new long series, Mm -hmm. we're going to have to start by saying welcome back literary slummers to a Meow Monday episode. (laughs) Mew Mew Monday. A Mew Mew Monday. (laughs) I'm very excited. (laughs) We've been able to stay alliterative. Alliterative. (laughs) Oh.